107. My name is Dan Delmar. Good evening and welcome to a brand new program on CJD called What Keeps You Up Nights. And I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Miller, partner in Fuller Landau. Josh, welcome to CJD. Thank you very much, Dan. Hello. And uh, so um, What Keeps You Up Nights is basically a new business program about the entre uh, entrepreneurial spirit that drives a lot of Quebec businesses. So tell me a little bit about what, co what listeners can expect uh, in the coming weeks. Well, I believe in the coming weeks uh, we're going to have uh, a number of entrepreneurs, a number of uh, small and medium-sized businesses to share their growth story, to share their ups and downs. Uh, and I think we're going to have some fascinating stories and the listeners will really be interested. And uh, since uh, time is of the essence and, uh, and we'd love to hear the next story or the first story, uh, we're going to introduce a couple of gentlemen, uh, PJ and JP O'Connor from Comac Corporation. Uh, they're, Hi, guys. Uh, welcome, welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks for having us, guys. Uh, this, uh, their, their company, uh, very exciting. Uh, they, they, they manufacture, they distribute hand dryers that you'll see in restrooms. But it's not the product that's behind it. It's the people behind it and their story. And, and I think to get us going, uh, we'll ask uh, one of the two brothers to just fill us in quickly on, you know, how, how, the, how the business got started and how your involvement got in there. Um. This is uh, this is JP. Um, it was uh, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting story. Um, my my dad came to uh, Quebec in 1980 from uh, Toronto with my mom, and obviously I was in tow uh, to work for Husky Floor Machines, um, and uh, and then uh, left the job and actually was hired on by a local company here in Montreal called Avmore, big big company, mm -hmm. uh, and they wanted to start a new division mm -hmm. and uh, used my dad to to start to, to start Nova Hand Dryers, which uh, which everybody has seen and I'm sure everybody has used sure. at one point or another over the course of the last uh, the last uh, 20 years 1983 years. I think that the business started so yeah. um, we took the business all the way up to, uh, to 1999 where it was purchased by uh, one of our competitors um, but the caveat to the deal was that we were to stay on as master distributors in Canada of, of, uh, of their product as well as the Nova dryer product and uh, and we've run it for the last uh, for the last nine years under Comac Corporation in uh, Brossard we're having a whale of a time doing it. We've had a, uh, a couple of serious hurdles to overcome, <laughs> and I think that's probably what we're here to talk about tonight, but it was great. Where, uh, you know, you, you said your dad started it. Where in the process did, did uh, you know, his sons, and I don't know if it was together or separate, but where did you guys, at what point did you get involved, and was it of your own volition, or, like, how, what, how did it happen? Yeah, sure. Um, in 2000, I moved back to Montreal from Toronto. I was I was probably like a lot of other people my age who left Montreal after school, moved to Toronto, moved to Vancouver, moved to Ottawa, moved to wherever. So I did a number of really horrible jobs for about 10 years. <laughs> and uh, I moved back here in 2000, uh, started the business in, I guess we started in November of 2000, my father and I together. Um, we set up the business as it is right now in August of 2000 uh, and we ran it as is my father and I from August of 2000 until uh, unfortunately my father got sick in 2003 so I had about uh, I had about 24 months of, of really good schooling from my old man and unfortunately I had to take over in September of 2003 my brother joined us in maybe the end of 2004 that's right and we've been uh, running it as a brother tandem ever since. Um, if ever there's a problem, you know, if things aren't going well between us, my my mother usually steps in and she smacks us. <laughs> uh, I can tell by the bumps on your head. When you said your your unfortunately, you know, your dad was was passing away, and it doesn't sound like it was a sudden experience. There was some time to, I guess, transition and gain knowledge. How was how did you how did you deal with that? And was it quick? Was it slow? 
Well, unfortunately, I wish that were true. It it was actually quite quick. Um, father got sick. He was diagnosed in uh, uh, October and November of 2003. He died in April of 2004. He was only sick for six months. So, unfortunately, we didn't have any. We didn't have any succession planning. We didn't have any. Uh, we, we didn't really have any advice. We had a little bit of advice from Father Orlando, but it was a really. It was really quick. It was quite sudden, and not only did it affect the business, but obviously it was my dad. And uh, I wish that, I wish that, at some point, at that point, that we could have separated family and business. But it was, it was my dad, and it was really tough. It was really, it was really hard. Fortunately, we had each other. And uh, you know, when when you're young, you you fight with your brother, you fight with your sister, and things are tough. You don't want to share the same room anymore. You don't want to do that kind of stuff. As adults, I don't think I don't think there could have been a better situation. I completely agree. I think I'm the best brother in the world. I think he's average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said your mom was uh, also a little bit involved, or or maybe got involved when she needed to. Um, when uh, when your dad was passing away at that point. Did you find yourself filling in that role readily, and, and how was she involved with uh, with that and and the impacts on the business? Well, you know, uh, Josh, it was a it was a, a really strange time because just after my dad was uh, was diagnosed with uh, actually CJAD, the listeners will know with yeah. uh, the association with the Alouettes and Tony Proudfoot. Tony Proudfoot. He was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease with well, ALS. ALS. So. Uh, uh, at the same time, my mom got sick, yeah, and uh, so it was a double whammy. I mean, it was an absolutely was year. miserable year, miserable, uh, miserable yeah. time. So, uh, you know, the the transition for us was doubly difficult in that we had to take the business. But, you know, Patrick did a heroic job with the business, and I stayed at home helping out with uh, with the family. How did your you you have of course have employees inside the business, and they're looking at you as leaders? How did they react, and how did how did you were you able to face them on a daily basis? And and where do they get their strength from? Well, um, I guess the only way to answer that is to say that that uh, that that fortunately, my father had a number of employees who had been there for a long time. He was a terrific guy. He was a wonderful man. So he was the kind of guy who inspired. Um, I think he inspired a lot of confidence. He was. Uh, um, without being overly dramatic, I can honestly say that I, I think he was a bit of a father figure at times to a couple of employees. And there were a number of employees who had known both my brother and I for almost 20 years at that point. So I don't think anybody was looking up to us. I don't think anybody was looking at us really to, to fill that role. I genuinely think it was more of a matter of 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 trying to fulfill what my father had started. And it was more of a... Again, I don't want to sound overly dramatic, but I think it was more of feeling like a partnership with my brother and I as opposed to working for us. And that's kind of continued ever since. You're listening to uh, What Keeps You Up Nights on Montreal's News Talk Leader, CJAD 800. My name is Dan Delmar, joined by Josh Miller of Floor Lando and our guest JP and PJ O'Connor. If you have a question for the struggling, uh, well, if you are a struggling business owner and need some inspiration, right, uh, give us a call at 514-790-0991. Star Talk on Bell Mobility. CJAD time is 815. Time is coming up to 818. My name is Dan Delmar. Welcome back to a brand new program 
on Montreal's News Talk Leader. It's called What Keeps You Up Nights. And my co-host uh, joining me right now is Josh Miller, partner in Fuller Landau. Now, Josh, this program, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit and what drives a lot of Quebec businesses. And uh, again, um, our guest today, J.P. O'Connor and P.J. O'Connor of Comac Corporation and guys who manufacture uh, hand dryers. Uh, here in Quebec. So, uh, Josh, take it away. Well, thank you, Dan. Uh, before we were talking a little bit about uh, the transition, uh, JP and PJ, and after their father passed away, and, and you probably also made some sacrifices before going into the business. Um, and, and I'd like to hear if, if there was one, you know, big sacrifice um, that, that you'd like to share with us. <laughs> uh, I think this is a this is a, pr- a pretty interesting one. We were talking about it before the show, but uh, prior to coming to the business, uh, I was playing pro hockey. Uh, now I wasn't playing for the Habs, and I wasn't playing in the NHL, but I was still playing professional hockey in the U.S. and had been for uh, for eight years at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of knew that something was up uh, just before going back to camp. Patrick and I yeah. had gone out to uh, to have some lunch to discuss just what the situation could become. And uh, we, uh, I had reported back to camp, uh, just getting ready to start the season. And uh, unfortunately, PJ called immediately and said, listen, we got a problem. And uh, Dad's going to be sick, and he's going to be very sick, and he's not going to make it. So let's, uh, let's put our plan into action here. So uh, I retired on the spot came back and as I said I helped out very much the house with um, with my mom and with my dad at the time and uh, and then PJ in turn sacrificed he got in there and uh, and took control of the office and do you still think about that today do you ever wonder if you oh, ever continued course. listen I know right now as a 35 year old man I know I've had the best job in the world I was a professional athlete loved it I yeah, got paid absolutely. to stay in shape I got paid to behave like a kid and I got paid to get in, uh, to go on the ice and skate around I know that I've had the best job in the world however that said you only get one mom, you only get one dad. So you come back and you do what you have to do. And I can think of worse things than getting up every day and going to work for yourself with your brother. I can Agreed. think of worse things. And did you have any qualms, uh, PJ, about calling your brother back uh, and helping out with the business when things were were really changing and kind of down? Well, um, I don't think I really thought about it like, like that per se. I'd have to say that uh, that I, I, I took over the reins of the business and I've only got one brother, and um, I, at that point, I don't think that either of us were really planning ahead all that much. Uh, we only had each other to rely on, and um, I'm happy to say it's worked out really well. Uh, we're probably closer in a lot of ways now than we were when we were children, because we, we see each other every day, every single day, all the <laughs> long day. That's good. And you mentioned earlier that uh, that you've had employees with you for, for a long time. They respected your father. Uh, he commanded that respect um, and that, uh, that I believe you said things didn't really change after he passed away. Um, can you elaborate a little more? Are, the, are these employees still with you? Uh, have you had any oh, major yeah. changes? Um, have we had any major changes? Yes, but um, the majority of the people who were already there for a long time are still there with us now. Um, and when you say, you know, my father would command respect, again, it was more of, I think he was a bit of a father figure to a lot more people than just us. So the people who were there then and the people who are still now are more sort of partners now. They've been with us for, I think, two of the people have been there over 20 years. And for a fairly small business, that's quite unusual, especially nowadays. So 
Yeah. No, there's, there's fierce loyalty in, in our office, and that's the way yeah. we like it. So does that mean you all get along and you never fight? And, Absolutely uh, not. And then everybody's always on the same page? Uh, you, know, how, you know, as brothers, you know, even not in the same business, uh, you don't always get along. So, so tell me if there's a, a, a specific episode or experience where, where you maybe didn't quite see eye to eye and how you dealt with it. Well, I'll be honest. I, I, uh, I very much defer to, to Patrick. I defer to PJ. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> but I do defer. Um, you know, PJ's been in the business longer. He's the president of the company, and he's done a remarkable job under the circumstances. So I am hap- uh, happy to defer. Uh, that said, um, you know, we, we have, uh, we have uh, a sizable warehouse. Uh, so we've been known to uh, chase one another around on forklifts. On the forklift. And, uh, we, uh, <laughs> on the forklift, you know, absolutely. But, uh, we, I'll be honest with you, Josh. We've got uh, a, a good, strong relationship. Um, yeah. And I think uh, one of the reasons that it works so well for us is that although we are partners uh my job and and pj's up they don't really overlap yeah the patrick the, takes care of all the outside and i take care of all yeah. the inside and if you've uh, sorry i was just going to reintroduce our guests jp o'connor and pj o'connor of Com- uh, comac corporation uh, they manufacture hand dryers and you're listening to uh, what keeps you up nights a new business program on cjd about the entrepreneurial spirit uh, that drives a lot of quebec businesses and uh josh miller <laughs> fuller landau take it away <laughs> thanks a lot dan um when you guys didn't get, you know, when you didn't agree on something or you had to resolve something, uh, were you able to do it together? Did you ever, you know, invite any of your uh, senior people or outsiders to, to assist with that? Sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually an interesting question because not only is the business kind of split in half and, and I, I take care of the, of the sales and the marketing and all of the outside stuff and my brother takes care of all the production and the administration the inside stuff so in general that keeps us apart so our our everyday jobs don't really overlap number two we already had a pretty strong relationship going in and uh, I was I was about to make another really clever point no but the other thing too though is that you know if we do uh, if we do disagree um, and of course it happens I mean it's business it happens all the time Um, we've made sure uh, that we keep a very strong group of people around us. Now, that doesn't necessarily exactly. mean it's our employees, uh, although we do trust them implicitly, uh, but we do keep uh, a strong group. And without plugging you too much, Josh, right. Fuller Landau has, has, has walked it's us through a, a lot of things. You've held our hands no, uh, a lot of times. It's true. Um, In fact, the, the way that works is that we, we, we have sort of an informal board of directors, and it was something that we set up right away when I took over in 2003. We decided that uh, although I had some business experience, I don't think anybody is really uh, ready to run a business until you're running a business. You can go to school for a long time. You can take courses. You can work for other people. But until you're running a business yourself, it is, it is, it's not the same at all. And I don't mean that to sound like an employer because no, I don't want to sound your condescending, your but it's your risk. It's your money. It's you that doesn't sleep at night, which is... <laughs> So, and if you are a struggling business owner who's having trouble sleeping at night and uh, you need some inspiration, well, give us a call and chat with our guests at 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991 or Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility. So tell us, now that you've brought up the what keeps you up at night, is there anything specific that you'd like to share with us to say, you know, I, I really had to struggle with this for one night a week, a month, uh, and that you ultimately resolved? Oh, sure. We, um... Um, as I said, uh, I start when my brother and I took over in 2003. We were actually just a distributor for for products made in in the USA, 
Um, about a year and a half ago, we launched a line of products ourselves. So um, it took at least two years of planning. It was something that we had talked about for probably uh, 12 to 18 months prior. So it's, it's been almost four years in the works. So I don't want to say that we didn't sleep for four years, but as a small business owner, um, I don't think that a small business owner really has a lot of chances. If as a small business owner, you make a big mistake, it can really hurt. You know, it can genuinely hurt. So uh, my brother and I decided about two years ago that we're going to launch our own our own line of stuff. Uh, it's been quite hard. It's been remarkably successful. I'm, in fact, we're, we're having a hard time keeping up. But um, the amount of planning it took and the amount of risk that we took in order to launch our own stuff, especially at a time when more and more manufacturers are going offshore, they're going to China, they're going to Romania, they're going to India, they're going wherever, which is fine. We, in fact, decided to do the opposite and we made it local. We made it a little bit more expensive. We made it with sort of longer warranties and all the sort of, I don't want to sound old fashioned, but it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a throwback. And okay. what kind of reception? I mean, you say it's working out well now, but when you're pitching the idea, whether to each other, to financial institution for, for funding, and they look at you kind of strangely and go, well, sure. what are you guys talking about? Everything's sure. coming from China. Absolutely. And here you are going, no, I'm going to manufacture here. How, how, did you, how did you overcome that? How were you able to sell that? And why did you go that route specifically? Well, um, I think the reason that we went that route specifically was because we're such a small player in comparison with some of the other players on the market that we didn't really have a choice. In order to benefit from that sort of offshore stuff, you had to talk about huge volume. And because it was sort of a fledgling project, we didn't really have that kind of volume. So needs must, and we, we did it ourselves here, and we did it on a shoestring budget at the start. Um, we actually, we, we designed the products that were going to enable us to do it cheaper here as opposed to uh, paying elsewhere. And it's, it's, it's worked out remarkably well. I mean, uh, McDonald's is almost on board. Uh, Tim Hortons is on board. Um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say that there's a backlash in any way against offshore stuff being, because if it's well-made and it's, it's well-priced, it's, it's worth it. But we may found that some of the other competitors in, in our market were already doing that, and we would never be able to compete on the same level as those larger players. So we took another route. Was there ever a time during this process with this new product that you were going to launch that you thought it might fail or you might not continue? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Like the, like the global economic meltdown that we've <laughs> In fact, we, we launched our product uh, two months before the global economic meltdown. So just couldn't so, have timed it worse, could we? Yeah, it was yeah. horrible. It was Did horrible. you have your financing in place before that, though? <laughs> just. <laughs> just, yeah. No, it was he, tough. It yeah. was really tough. It was really tough. And when you're coming out with an idea as brothers, uh, mm -hmm. brothers running a corporation, yeah. um, do you come out with ideas? Do you generate? Do you spitball? amongst each other to uh, give an idea and one of you says you're out of your mind sure um, sure absolutely yeah. all the time i would i would i would say all of the above um we we live quite close we play hockey together at times we play softball together we play golf together i hate him he's a jerk <laughs> but we're 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 around each other all the time so it's it's not like we sit down in in the office in the in the conference room and chat i mean it's 
stuff that we talk about at night. We talk about it in the morning. We talk about it at uh, at, at hockey games. We, so it's it's a uh, it's sort of a constant informal conversation as opposed to something strict and formal. You're listening to what keeps you up nights on Montreal's News Talk leader CJAD800. This is a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit and uh, that uh, that spirit that drives Quebec businesses. Brought to you by Fuller Landau and my co-host is Josh Miller of Fuller Landau. By the way, their office number, if you need to reach them during the week, is 514-875-2865. That's 875-2865. Their website, flmontreal.com. What Keeps You Up Nights continues on Montreal's News Talk Leader, CJAD 800. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants, and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. On Montreal's News Talk Leader, CJAD 800. My name is Dan Dalmar, joined by Josh Miller of Fuller Landau, and this is the debut of What Keeps You Up Nights, a new business program on CJD about the entrepreneurial spirit and what drives Quebec businesses. And uh, Josh, we're talking with uh, JP and PJ O'Connor of Coma, uh, Comac Corporation. Uh, they manufacture hand dryers and about some of the turbulence that they've gone through over the years and uh, how they've, um, I guess, made it uh, quite well, especially through this recession. No, I think it's a really interesting conversation. Thank you, Dan. And I'd, lo- I'd love to continue and seeing how these are two young, energetic uh, partners. Handsome, handsome, uh, handsome partners. All, all, uh, it's a good thing it's radio um, <laughs> that that we're that we're chatting with. They, you know, they've taken a over a business from their father that passed away about five years ago or so. And I'm sure when they came in, they that they didn't have the, quite the experience that, that a veteran would have like their dad. But So their management style and their business philosophy uh, must have been either quite drastically different uh, or they had to develop it over the years. So I would pose the question to each of you um, is what is your management style or business philosophy and, and how does that take you through your day-to-day business affairs? Sure. Um, you know, I would say that, uh, that I, I really struggled at first trying to figure out what my what my management philosophy was just because I was coming from a different, completely different background. I had never really done anything like that, you know? Nobody called you coach. No, there. exactly. Nobody, you know, and, and, uh, and to be quite honest, you know, when you're, when you're playing or, or you're doing something uh, different like that, you know, it's, it's, it's so much easier because if I don't like what you're doing, when we're on the ice, I can tell you, or I can get in your face, or I can, it's, it's a lot more kind of primal. Uh, I can't yeah. do that in the office. You know, I really can't, as much as sometimes you'd like to, sure. but you just can't do it. You don't throw your brother's shirt over his head once in a while? No, very, once or twice. Very yeah. rarely. He's wearing a tie-down now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, what I have learned is that uh, I, I have I, I think I do a good job trusting people. Uh, the people yeah. in our office... Uh, as, as Patrick mentioned on a number of occasions, we we have had them in the office for a long time. They know their job better than I know their job. Absolutely. So I'm not afraid to take care of what I have to do and know and trust that they are going to be doing what they have to do in order to keep us going. And they yeah. can and they can feel that in the, in, the, in your tone of voice well, sure. and what you request of them. I think so. You know, I think that uh, I think that when when people are not looking over your shoulder when you're doing work, I think it's. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it, it's inspiring. You know, and um, excellent, Pete, BJ. What you know? How how, how does your philosophy either yeah. differ or not from uh, from your no, brothers? I would I would say it's a lot like my brothers, and I would I would say it's a lot like my my dad's. He didn't uh, he didn't like to look over anybody's shoulder, and I would say 
one of the biggest reasons why I don't, and probably one of the biggest reasons why you don't either, is because I don't like to have anybody look over my shoulder. I was an employee for a lot longer than I've been an employer. Um, I didn't I didn't like the idea, if somebody was going to hire me to do a job, I didn't like the idea that somebody was going to look over my shoulder and tell me how to do that job. If you just hired me and you're paying me each week to do job X, why are you looking over my shoulder and telling me how to do it? If you know how to do it better, why don't you do it? So. If we're going to pay somebody to do any job, whether it's, it's, it's a warehouse job or a production job or a radio job or a TV job or an accounting job, if we're going to pay you to do it or your employer is going to pay you to do it, then you have to let that person do his job positive or negative. You can't look over the shoulder. All the well, time. Now, that, now that's great. In an ideal world, every single person you'd hire would do a fantastic job. They'd never yeah, leave the premises. They'd become an expert. But I don't think that's always reality. So no, that's true. What happened when, when you came across, you know, you trusted somebody but you came across an individual that just couldn't pull their weight or, or just fell off the job. Uh, you know, how did you deal with it? How did, how did it hurt if it was somebody had been there a long time? Well, I'm going to throw it back to uh, at the very start when we took over. Like I said, we had like an informal board of directors. So anytime things haven't gone well, whether it's been an employee or we've made a bad decision or legal issues or in your case, accounting stuff, we usually go right to the informal board of directors and and. If I can just regress a bit and explain a little bit about an informal uh, board of directors, um, and this probably ties into management style and corporate philosophy and stuff, is that, that um, and I'm going to speak from my brother as, as well, I have no problem at work saying that I don't know. I'm, I'm the boss, I'm the president, I'm supposed to have all the answers, I don't, and I have no problem saying I don't know. And when I don't know, I don't fake it, I don't lie about it. I call our accounting firm, I call the lawyers, I call our engineers, I call whomever, and I ask for advice. And one of the... My father never really gave us any formal um, business training. I didn't go to business school. Um, I went to school, but I wasn't particularly good. Um, I was a lousy student. Uh, but one of the few things that my father did say is that you have to surround yourself with people who are better at what they do than than you would be at what they do. So our our engineers are smarter than us. Our lawyers are better than us at that. Our accountants are extremely good. We don't try to do our own financing because it's not our area of expertise. So when stuff has come up, like you said, with an employee, um, again, I don't want to uh, pump uh, filter land out too much, but we we use your... We use your uh, human resources, and we use our lawyers, and we speak to whomever is an is expert it, in that field. So, so you feel that humility could be a very good lesson to learn. Extremely. And, and you know, if there's people out there that are better, then, then so be it, and don't be shy. Uh, you, you kind of you, you opened the door a little bit, and you said, um, you know, when we make mistakes. And I kind of clung to that, uh, and now I'm really interested to know... What was the biggest mistake you guys made, and how'd you come out of it? So far? So far. <laughs> okay, I would, if I can just please ju- please jump in, because I've made way more. Um, I took over the business in uh, late 2003, and like I said, unfortunately, my dad died in April of 2004. And um, at that point, um, there were a lot of accounts uh, in receivables that hadn't been paid for a long time. And there were even some people who actually showed up at my father's funeral to say how sorry they were about my father and condolences and stuff. And I had to be calling those people within a few weeks telling them that they hadn't paid us in a long time. And the answer I got from them, essentially, in 
and so many words was, well, I'm not going to pay you right now because I don't think you're going to be around that long. So um, I, I took that quite poorly. Um, uh, one of the things that I found about running a business is that I found out exactly what my limitations are. And I have a, I have a lot. And one of the limitations is that I have a short fuse. So I was, I was angry. I reacted badly. I tried to, I tried to yell and shout and scream. And, it, and it, it, it went quite poorly. And we paid for it a bit because I had a short fuse. So you're saying that sometimes you're... That when your temper runs away with you, it's not good for business, and that is kind yeah, of I make a point problems. now. I'm, I make a point now. I don't answer the phone if I'm upset or angry. I don't. I don't take calls. I don't want to speak to employees. I take it home as well. I don't want to speak to my children if I'm upset. I don't want to make a a decision if I'm emotional, if I'm angry, if I'm sad, if I'm whatever. It's a big business, and, and I try not to let emotions in on it. You listen to the story of uh, JP and PJ O'Connor. They run a Comac Corporation. They manufacture hand dryers uh, here in Quebec. This is what keeps you up nights on Montreal's News Talk leader, CJED 800, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. And it's brought to you by Fuller Landau. And uh, Josh Miller joins me now of Fuller Landau. Josh. Thanks very much, Dan. Now, thank you, PJ. It's interesting, but I know you, you know you, the brothers have two very different characters. And so I, I would pose the same question uh, of, uh, of JP being in the operations side, is there uh, a mistake or, or a decision that was made that uh, that you know you certainly would decide differently today had you had you known? Sure, I uh, Josh, I think uh, just because of the nature of my job, it's it's much more uh, short term. You know, PJ uh, doesn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay. Whoops, what do you mean me, I don't do anything? Let me let me rephrase that one. PJ doesn't do anything quickly, and it is for the health of the business. You know, he makes sure that everything he does is is well it's thought out. I don't have that uh, opportunity. You know, I just I mm-hmm. time is of the essence. You know, just because of the internal workings of the company. So, um, I too have a short fuse. Um, so uh, I, I would think that uh, I would think that for me, um, just keeping it under control, keeping a handle on it. Um, I can't cert- I can't put my thumb on anything, you know, in particular to tell you. But. Okay. So how how has this affected, uh, let's say, the corporate culture? You know, sure. they're looking at the the two owners, uh, youthful brothers, uh, hopefully not blowing up too much of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. How are they to take this in their jobs and and either control or, or show sure. what what is the corporate culture end up being like at Comac Corporation? Well, I can tell you they had a direct. A, a direct byproduct of that has been that from 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 the very first day that we took over, all the planning that we've done has been long term. It's all been um, like like my brother said, everything I do is kind of long term planning. So I I try as best I can to um, what's the right word? To, how do I strategize? Sure. Strategic planning. Yeah. Strategic planning, exactly. Okay. Um, is like, do your do your people uh, when they're doing their job? Do they also think long term? Do they think short term when they're solving something? Are they are they trying to fix a problem? Are they for the company? Uh, how do you, how do you impart that that culture into them? You know, because it's your business, so certainly you're going to do everything and anything. How do your how do your team members? How do your staff get into that? You know, Josh, uh, we have. Three things I think that people can walk away with every day when they go home. We make sure that there's pride in their work, um, that there's pride in the products, and in turn, pride in Comac's reputation, our reputation, and their sure. reputation. I mean, it's it's an open office. People come in to see us all the time. 
um, you know, they have to be able to to look people in the eye when they come in and see us and say whatever you have. Listen, just be it's not necessarily hand dryers. It's whatever that you are doing. They have to be able to look at you and say, you know what, I trust this guy is, is doing a good job for me, and he's given me exactly what I want from him. So that's, uh, that's, that's kind of our philosophy there. And how do you motivate the troops, especially during tough economic times, uh, when not necessarily your company, but maybe some companies may be on the brink? How do you, how do you make sure everyone's morale is, is up there? Sure. Well, I would, I would say that I, I, I firmly believe that everybody who works on our office actually feels like they... They have a say in him what goes on in the business. Um, I think that we treat people with enough d- dignity and respect, and everybody's paid as as well as humanly possible. So everybody feels like they have a share. And when we decided to launch our own stuff, it's not like when we walked into the office one day and told everyone what the plan was. We we when we sat down with everybody, we discussed it openly. And because we surrounded our ourselves with people who know their jobs better than than we we do, I honestly feel like everybody had a say in how we went ahead with our plan. Very good. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. It's brought to you by Fuller Landau. And if you want to reach Fuller Landau uh, during the week, you can do so at 514-875-875. 2865. That's 875 2865. Their website is flmontreal.com. We're speaking with JP and PJ O'Connor of Comac Corporation. Uh, they manufacture hand dryers here in Quebec. And if you have a question uh, for the O'Connor brothers, you can give us a call, especially if you are a struggling business owner and looking for a little bit of inspiration. Our number here is 514 790 That's 790 Star Talk on Bell Mobility. CJD time is coming up to 845. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. CJD time is coming up to 8.49. And welcome back to a new program on CJD called What Keeps You Up Nights. Whatever gets you through the night. It's a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business and brought to you by Fuller Landau. My co-host, of course, is Josh Miller of Fuller Landau. And our guests uh, this evening are J.P. and P.J. O'Connor brothers uh, who run the Comac Corporation. They manufacture hand dryers uh, here in the province. And, Josh, uh, before uh, the break, we were talking a bit about, I guess, the struggles that, that they were going through uh, coming up and how they've managed to keep it together, especially during tough times. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as, uh, as an accountant and business advisor, we're certainly look to help our clients in the financing area, especially during these tough times. And, and I think the listeners will be interested to know, uh, PJ or JP, about, you know, when you're going through the, the growth of your business, uh, especially with the new ideas, uh, how did you find the financing, the ability to get financing, the climate here in Montreal at the time? If you can tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, strangely enough, even though we said earlier that the climate was terrible when we actually launched our products, we were quite lucky in that when we first went to go get financing, the climate was terrific. Not only was the climate terrific, but we benefited from the 
relevant strength and weakness of the Canadian dollar. So um, I can't really complain too much about when we launched yet. There was a big economic crisis, but the kind of products that we make, I think that we suffered a little bit in the construction market, but that's really about it. Um, I'd, I'd have to say that our timing was really good. The um, the, the banks were lending. The banks were relatively open-minded. They were still aggressive. Uh, a particular bank that, that we, we went through, HSBC, was extremely open-minded and they were looking for uh, small and medium-sized enterprises like ours so we were really quite lucky and how did you and how do you find them through the recession and dealing with it did you have any issues you had to deal with along the way are they still uh, as helpful Uh, have you had to go back to them for for anything additional or just to just to continue to, to keep your working capital afloat Exactly. Well, we have. We really have, and I think that's yeah, you know it's have. it's been a good thing that we've had to go back. It means we've we have been successful. Um, HSBC has been really good, actually. Very us. good. Um, and uh, you know, it's no, that's that that's good to know, especially you know uh, when when we're here and we're we're looking at all our our clients and trying to assist them uh, with their financing, and and certainly we're aware of uh, the banks and their their lending desires and all the the terms and conditions that come with it. Uh, and knowing our, our customers or our clients because they tend to be with us for, for quite a long time. So uh, I'm glad to hear that you've gone through uh, a good experience. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that also I hope that the experience or when we're all sitting around the table with your informal group of advisors, mm-hmm. um, that certainly everybody's able to help Fuller Landau and, and whoever else you have around the table. Um, perhaps you can elaborate a little bit on, on those type of experiences. Sure. Well, um, we, like I said, uh, start, we've been using Fuller Landau since about 2001 in a kind of informal way. We've been using you guys since 2003, so about six years now in a very formal way. Uh, we've included you guys, and again, it's not just a plug. We've, we've been using Fuller Landau at pretty much every step of our business for the last six years. Um, it's not It's not just a cliche. We were, we're not we're not experts in finance we're not accountants so um it's it's not if i'm if i'm in charge of sales and i'm in charge of marketing and my brother is in charge of production and administration i don't want us wasting our time thinking about finance and it's it's too important it's too critical uh if you're in a small business like ours cash flow is king Right, so, so we had gone from being a distributor where cash flow is—I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's certainly easier because frequently, whether you're small, whether you're medium, whether you're large, if you're a distributor, a lot of the time you're playing with other people's cash, right? So we had went from that where 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 the cash flow had been established for at that point five or six years, so we knew exactly how our 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 finances went. Um, at that point, we went into manufacturing, and like I said earlier on. Instead of going offshore, when we did it ourselves, and anybody who's been in manufacturing knows that you manufacture and your cash gets eaten up really quickly. So we've gone back to the banks. We've probably gone back twice. Um, certainly, the, the climate's changed. Uh, we've been kind of lucky, I think, that we went to the right bank. I'm glad I, I that think, we haven't. Yeah. I, I, I think you said it very well earlier. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so, exactly. uh, so you know, and and in a business like yours, a Comac Corporation, uh, even as, uh, as as simple as it may be, manufacturing hair dryers, which may not be so simple. It's not rocket uh, science, though. Hand dryers, I mean, but you know, it's but certainly you have to get uh, you know you, you need some people around the table, and I, I think that's great. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit about kind of where you are 
today because uh, you said after you launched your new product uh, about a year and a half or two ago. Where has it brought you today? Uh, and then kind of where do you see yourself? Where do you see the business in about three to five years' time? Well, we're, we're experiencing some pretty aggressive growth right now, yeah. which is great. Um, however, uh, you know, it, what, with any new product, it, you know, it's not uh, just because it came out of the gates you know, doing well, it doesn't mean it's going to continue to run that way. What exactly is the new product? Can you describe it? Yeah, very sure. Quickly? It's two. It's two dryers, two new uh, hand dryers that we've done. Uh, both, uh, both automatic. Um, just, they're just uh, two new, good-looking. Uh, without getting into specifics, Josh, you know what I mean. I don't want to turn it into a, an engineering show, but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's. They're two new dryers uh, that uh, have uh, have just enabled us to to have a nice complement of products out there. Excellent. So your business today is taking off. You're selling uh, not just within Canada, but you're right. you're exporting as well. Uh, so that must be a challenge in and of itself. How do you find uh, exporting to the market? And where exactly are you exporting to? And kind of where, where have you succeeded along the way in that regard? Sure. Well, um, when we were a distributor, we were, uh, we were an exclusive distributor in Canada for uh, an American company, which we still do. And it's still extremely successful. And we, we may not plan on changing it. However, when we launched our own stuff 18 months ago, we've been selling into the U.S. We've got uh, a couple of employees now in the USA. We've got a warehouse in upstate New York. We have uh, sort of a shared warehouse in California. Uh, we have a really good partner in the UK as well, it's sort of uh, um, akin to being like a master distributor in the UK. So we've been selling our products in uh, England and Scotland and Ireland, we've been selling our products in France, Portugal, and we've sold into South Africa recently. We're in discussions with uh, Australia, New Zealand, and um, so it's it's not only have we gone from being a distributor to being a manufacturer, but we've also gone from from being um, simply a Canadian player to being a North American and international player too. And that's changed as as you know as an accountant. And that's sort of yep. changed like the financing and no, absolutely, absolutely. And you're, li- you're listening to the stories of JP and. Um PJ O'Connor of Comac Corporation. They manufacture hand dryers. And uh, the company that sort of uh, helped uh, PJ and JP through troubled waters is uh, Fuller Landau Montreal. You can reach them uh, in their office at 514-875-2865. That's 875-2865. Or visit their website, flmontreal.com. And uh, Fuller Landau's uh, Josh Miller is continuing the program. Thank you. Um, so, so looking at the, the world and, and it's shrinking and you're out there, so where do you see Comac Corporation in the next three years or five years? Um, hopefully we cornered the hand dryer market, I would say. No, we, we've, um, look, we've, we've gone from, from being a regional player. Um, it's only taken us 18 months and we've become a, a noticeable player on the North American market. We're a regional player, I would guess, in the European market. I would say if we were to look ahead three to five years, I don't, I don't see any reason why we couldn't be maybe the second largest manufacturer of hand dryers in North America and certainly a, a non-regional player in Europe as well. Well, I, I think it's I think it's a fantastic story, very interesting, very compelling. And if you had to give, uh, you know, a, a piece or two, some words of advice uh, to the entrepreneur, to the Quebec entrepreneur, what would those words be? Um, I would say that you have to play to your strengths. Um, I've 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 probably become more aware of my own personal limitations through business than I was previously because I've realized that that. Uh, 
the, the decisions I make and the risks I've take I've taken have a have a financial consequence now that they didn't have when I didn't have a business of my my own. So I'm I'm considerably more aware of my limitations. Um, my brother and I have surrounded ourselves with people who are smarter than us, and we've said it frequently. If my brother and I are the smartest guys in the room, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and JP, what would you say is? I, uh, I is would your echo. Takeaway? I would echo a lot of that, uh, Josh. To be honest with you, um, you know, we one thing I know is that we're not afraid to work hard. We get in and we work our tails off every single day to make sure that everything's going to be fine with the business. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks very much, uh, JP and PJ O'Connor of Comac Corporation. They manufacture hand dryers. Uh, thanks, guys, for stopping by this evening. It's really pleasure. nice of you to have us. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. No problem. And uh, Josh Miller of Fuller Landau, uh, quickly tell us uh, what we can expect from our next show, which will take place Sunday, December 13th at 8 p.m. Next week, Dan's going to be a really exciting story. As much as hand dryers are, uh, are lots of fun to talk about, next week we get to hear the story, the ups and downs of Felix and Norton. I believe everybody in Montreal and Quebec knows uh, of the Felix and Norton cookies, uh, and next week you're going to hear the story from the owner, Michael Eskenazi, and it should be really interesting. More Stay importantly, tuned. are you going to bring samples to the studio? Samples, well, uh, that can be arranged for a fee, but can be arranged absolutely. <laughs> Great, thanks very much. Uh, so, uh, check, it, check it out at 7pm next week, December 13th, and for more on Fuller Landau, uh, give them a call at their office, 514-875-2865, that's 875-2865, or visit their website, flmontreal.com. Josh Miller from Fuller Landau, thanks very much. My name is Dan Delmar. Have a good night. Thank you.